Now, if you happened upon my next guest in a bar, you might find her to be adept at a number of subjects, such as the electrocution of weeds, labels that change as foods go bad, or crisps made from salmon skin, and perhaps even why it's good to look up chicken's bums. All of which she learned working from one of the world's best-known banks. My name is John Carrigan, and welcome to the Bioculture Podcast, brought to you by Rebel Bio and SOSV, the world's number one early-stage investor. Now, Food Bites by Rabobank is a next-generation pitch competition meets networking event that brings together the game-changing startups, investors, and industry leaders pioneering the future of food and agriculture. And earlier this month, it wrapped up its London pitch event. Uh, on the line, I think, from New York is Nina Myers, who will speak more to us about Food Bites and what it actually does. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Before we talk about the organization behind this, I thought it would be good to just touch on some of the startups we've mentioned in the open. Electrocuting weeds, for example, is actually a serious idea. Two weeks ago, we were in London, uh, our first standalone food bites um, in Europe. And what we saw that was really interesting was sort of the three winning companies in particular really, really focused on sustainable innovation throughout the supply chain, whether that's electrocuting weeds without the use of harsh chemicals, or that's Mimica, which is essentially a packaging uh, indicator that sort of is revamping the very, very antiquated expiry date system through a really novel technology that's related, uh, that sort of when you touch the packaging, it will indicate whether it's been spoiled and it reacts to different environmental factors uh, rather than just an expiry date that simply gives a date. Um, based on lots of, of different factors. So that we really saw, you know, we, we were anticipating that. We had a lot of uh, applications and most of the companies that were selected really, really had a strong focus on kind of the triple bottom line, people, profit, and planet. And as we saw in the room, you know, the judges selected um, RootWave to, to win that top award. And the people in the room selected, you know, a sustainable packaging innovation company, Mimica, um, as, as their, the winner in their hearts, if you will. I think your website is a fascinating website just to see the range of companies and technologies which you seem to be associated with. I mean, I mentioned some of the fun ones. I mean, Eggs XYT, which uh, is actually about the sexting of chickens, isn't it? Yeah, actually, they pitched, uh, they were a 1.5 minute pitch in London and um, did a, a really fantastic. So we have, you know, we have 10 companies that have sort of longer. 3.5 minutes to pitch and then we have 10 companies in London who had 1.5 minutes so you know that's kind of a big idea to get across in, in that amount of time they, sh they showed a fascinating video of sort of the technology in use so how they can how could they can de detect the biomarker in the egg and see whether it's male or female so really they're trying to tackle uh, a, you know a billions of dollar problem um, and really billions of unnecessary chick death in the industry through their sort of biomarker technology. And just for the people who don't know, why would it be so important? Essentially, uh, so basically the the layer hens, uh, the female hens are, are the, the ones that can, can then reproduce and lay eggs. And so when the male chicks are born, um, at least according to Exit and, and their pitch, um, those, those male chickens are essentially um, killed. And so if we, the idea is that if there's a possibility to detect that biomarker, then 
then that the, those male chicks don't need to be incubated and the female chicks can be incubated because those are the chicks that are there that are used in the egg industry to to light the eggs. Is it the pitch, the perfect pitch that it makes them or is it the technology itself? Uh, yeah, it's certainly a combination of the two things. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, Food Base is a pitch competition, but it, it, I mean, it's a lot more. Our goal is for it to be a continuous community. Our goal is that it's an ecosystem that kind of brings together these incredibly innovative, sustainable food and ad companies with investors, with corporates, with industry leaders, with media. But, you know, it is sort of it is an event that has kind of that wow factor. And so I would say that the technology is the most fascinating thing in the world. If you can't pitch it and make it very clear to that, you know, that very disparate group of people in the audience, then it's not, you know, it's not going to sort of get the highest mark. If you look at the pitches for companies like Mimica, for companies like Rootwave, they just made it incredibly clear exactly the problem that they're solving, why it's a huge global issue. Um, you know, that that their technology can help solve and can help if, if scaled can really help make a difference and move the needle, make it really clear what the problem is. You need to know your what your product is or technology is inside and out and you need to make it clear to the audience. And then, again, it's a pitch competition. So why are you here? What do you need? Are you, you know, make it easy for people in the audience. Do you want strategic partners. Are you looking for investment, et cetera? And do you do you actually provide pitch training? Yeah, so it's um, yeah, we, we we actually do. So we we work with the companies leading up to Food Bites. Uh, it, they basically they find out they've been selected to pitch about six weeks before. Um, we provide them a lot of resources on how they how they should structure their pitch, what that should look like. We do a prep call with all of them where we really go through questions. We go through everything we're looking for, the ins and outs of Food Bites. Um, and then our team also does like an internal round of edits on their visual deck once we get it. So just like, does this make sense? What are you missing? Is it too long? You know, all the sort of like visual elements of it. And then the day before Food Bites, we have a mentor day. So people don't necessarily know this in the public audience, but like I was speaking about earlier, sort of this idea of building building a larger ecosystem and building a continuous community. We, on the day before, they do small group mentor sessions with all different industry experts in fundraising, branding, PR, um, sort of lots of different areas of, uh, of business development. And they, they get to do those group sessions with other entrepreneurs, build camaraderie, meet these experts that will hopefully continue to help them on their journeys as they grow their businesses. Um, and then as a part of mentor day as well, they also get to rehearse their pitch for the judges. So they get to get the jitters out. They get to get really hard hitting feedback from, from a panel of expert judges on how it went, what they should change for the next day, whether that's visually or that's, you know, verbal changes to their pitch. And so absolutely fascinating to see the improvement between day one and day two. And even the companies come in like super polished, really great pitch, really clear, um, there's there's little tweaks that are made um, between day one and day two that that really sort of improve uh, improve how they do overall. And would would you say from your experience in this that there's kind of one common mistake or one mistake that's more common than ever that you find you have to correct? Um, I, that's interesting. What we saw in London a lot, which was fascinating, and we had one of our incredible judges who is actually the head of the Banking for Food Inspiration Center within Rabobank. So she's like sort of overseas um, 
the, all of like the Food Bites Initiative and a lot of Rabobank's other um, sustainable initiatives. She, her name's Jacqueline Peters, and she kept asking every company at the end once they pitched, like, why are you here? So I think that's something that we see where, like I was just saying, like, don't leave that up to the audience. Make that very, very clear at the end of your pitch. It it's mm -hmm. something just makes it sort of gives it that extra polished edge. So I think that's one thing. And then, like I sort of mentioned earlier, the other thing, since we are, a, you know, we have a lot of CPG companies who are usually very branded and very clear on what they're doing from a product perspective, but we also have a lot of ag tech and food tech companies um, that generally make up about two thirds of, of the 20 companies that are pitching on stage. And sometimes with, with those companies, they, they don't get into as much or as clearly in the beginning what their product is, how it works and the problem they're solving. So that, that is definitely something we see more on the tech side. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of times on the first day, the judges will call that out and say like, you know, you didn't talk about exactly what you do until three minutes in. Like you got to flip this around. You got to talk about it at the beginning so that we have a guide for, you know, how to how to follow your story. And yeah. Take me back. So I can clearly see that Rabobank is very inv invested in this and it's clearly not just lending its name to it. I mean, can you guide me through the origin of Food Bites? I mean, who thought of, who thought of it? Um, why did they do it? And, and where were they at the time? And, and maybe tell me a bit about your involvement then as well. Yeah, sure. So Food Bites was started within Rabobank uh, by a banker named Manuel Gonzalez. And his, you know, he'd been a corporate banker for, for 15 plus years at that point and sort of was in the Bay Area. He was based in the Bay Area and he was looking at going to a lot of tech competitions, going to a lot of, you know, sort of integrating in the startup world, seeing what was going on there. And he sort of thought, you know, there's a lot of pitch competitions, a lot of accelerators, a lot of businesses that are focused on you know, tech in general, tech innovation out there, but he didn't really see anything that was specifically focused on food and ag. And as Rabobank is one of the leading food and agriculture banks, you know, at, he thought this is something that we can really make a difference. And this is something that we can bring our network to, our knowledge in the space, our like clear food and ag expertise and, and sort of look at that overlap between, you know, what we're bringing to the table in that sense and really trying to help innovators, um, in in food and ag grow their businesses and, and by sort of by bringing them to the table with our our corporate clients um with investors and with the rest of the ecosystem and so really looking at this as you know our clients are the largest food and agriculture banks you know from a wholesale perspective in, in north america this this initiative started in san francisco so really you know looking at ways to different differentiate ourselves to our clients and and also looking at ways to really help the businesses of tomorrow and really be be sort of on the forefront of innovation. So it started as just like drinks with friends. We had a couple of uh, 10 startups pitch at that point. It was kind of just one guy's initiative within the bank, um, you know, working with some external vendors as well. And we had some pretty prolific companies pitch at kind of those first few much more informal events, like back to the roots. Um, and from there, you know, it just sort of started to gain, gain a recognition, build a brand, and I came in to working on the project externally. And then when Rabobank started to build a team around it, um, which was would have been last spring, summer, that's when I came in as the platform manager. Um, and since then, we've grown the team from basically one, two, three people um, to now where we have eight people globally. Uh, so that 
yeah, that give, should give you some background. Where do you see the future and that with it? Uh, so in terms of food bites, um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we're we're gonna continue um, growing the platform the platform globally um, and continue expanding in in North America as well. We we're also you know we we do these events we do and we like I said we're really focused on building this continuous community as well. So what we've started doing and what I'm really excited about too is kind of putting out more content. So really leveraging the the experts, like I mentioned, the judges and mentors, the, the industry leaders who we bring to this table and who are really passionate about what we're doing with Food Bites and really sharing that those insights um, that they have more broadly, really continuing to profile, you know, the, the alumni that come through the platform. We have 230 alumni now after London. Um, so really, you know, we're focused on Doing that through our blog, through our social media, through our, you know, sort of community uh, partnerships with organizations like FoodX, for example, um, is related to SOSV. You know, we're, we're looking at how can we how can we build that continuous community through content, through connections um, and take it, you know, continue to do the events, but continue to build on them as well. So, yeah, that that's that's sort of what we have coming next. We'll be in San Francisco in March, following New York in um, New York in October. And then there's a couple of other global cities that we're looking at that I can't disclose right now. But, um, you know, Rabobank is a global bank. We have a network um, that reaches the entire world. So we want to we want to bring this initiative to places where food innovation um, and agriculture innovation are, are really at the forefront. I'm curious. So you're, you're going to be in San Francisco, between San Francisco, New York and London. Do you find the startups involved different in terms of? Yeah, I mean, the, the, in terms of their aspirations, how conservative they are as ideas. Um, Types of invest, investors they might attract. Yeah, I mean, more. I don't <laughs> the answer is maybe maybe there's sort of differentials on that kind of nuance level, but like sectors, we see a lot more ag tech app, uh, applications and pitch companies um, in San Francisco. In New York, for example, we see a lot more CPG and beverage. Um, in London, we also like, you know, is as is sort of indicated by the winning teams, we also saw much more food tech ag tech sort of sustainable ag packaging applicants like those types of food waste applications which we know is i mean you're in the uk but really top of mind for for consumers for businesses you know on a policy level etc so we saw a, a lot more in like those kind of specific nuanced areas so yeah we're, we're starting to look at um you know we have this big database of applications um and we're really starting to sort of dig into the analysis that we can we can do there and, and understand who's applying where uh and and how that changes over time and what are the common themes you know throughout uh globally you know for example food waste is certainly a common theme that we're seeing on the consumer side but we're also seeing on you know, the supply chain side, we have a, a few different companies pitching in London who are really focused specifically on food service waste, for example, right? Another one is plant-based innovation. So we're seeing like over time, we're seeing lots of really incredible plant-based innovators, real ingenuity that we've never seen in the past. We have a company that's making sushi out of tomatoes, for example. We have a company that's upcycling juice, juicery pulp from like ju from juice presses into 
a plant-based fiber, um, nutritious um, cereal product focused on kids and families. So we're, we're sort of seeing that, you know, there's, um, and so we're just continuing to see companies move the needle in that regard and do things uh, in continually more innovative ways. In terms of the conservative versus not conservative, we continue to play out over time. We'll, we'll see more and more of that. We, we sort of heard more broadly that the investment community in general or sort of the ecosystem in London would be, would be more conservative about, um, you know, getting involved in food bites, about coming to food bites, about engaging with these companies. But, you know, I think actually sort of when, when push came to shove, we saw a huge turnout of investors, of our corporate clients, of, of really the entire ecosystem in London. And that was certainly a, a pleasant surprise to us. Yeah. Tell me, Nina, um, in all the years you've been doing this, is there any one company you've seen or one technology that you've seen that really sort of you thought, damn, that's that's clever? <laughs> um, that's hard to <laughs> that's hard to pick out from the 230. But I, I will say this theme of transparency um, and transparency throughout the supply chain and the companies that are tackling that. I think that's where we it's sort of an aha moment where we say, of course, consumers want to know more about the entire their food throughout the entire supply chain. And businesses are recognizing that that desire from consumers. And so it's you know trickling up in that way. So I would say all the companies that are focused on that, I think that's where the future is going. And that's the thing where when, you, when we see it pitched on stage, we're like, of course, of course, that's what should happen in, you know, in the in 2018 for the future of food. It's it, the industry has been antiquated for so long. And the systems that we built 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, a lot of them, you know, are still relatively the same. But I think companies like Providence, who pitched in London, companies like SmartCatch, who are looking at traceability in, in the seafood supply chain, companies like Impact Vision, um, they're a UK-based company. They have a hyperspectral technology to check the quality of ingredients throughout the supply chain. Uh, companies like Soma Detect, who's going to be pitching in New York, um, and they are really looking at the quality of milk um sort of at the at the very beginning of the supply chain with with the cow things like that that are making it more transparent making our food more transparent from farm to fork that's what i see as as the future and that's one thing that gets me very excited but it's hard to pick i kind of feel like all 30 startups are my my children and so it's hard to pick favorites (laughs) nina meyer from food bites thank you very much for talking to us today Maybe you could just tell our listeners where they can go to find out more information. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can learn more about Food Bites at Food Bites, B-Y-T-E-S, world, W-O-R-L-D, dot com. Um, you can check us out on Twitter uh, at Food Bites and Instagram at Food Bites by Rabobank. Uh, LinkedIn, where Food Bites by Bank as well. Uh, yeah, and go check us out and come see us in New York uh, October 18th. Great. Thank you very much, Nina. Thanks, John. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That was Nina Meyer of Food Bites on the line from New York earlier this month. So what do you think of sexting chickens? Have you seen any other great recent innovations in agri and the food tech industry which we should all know about? Or maybe you just want to let us all know what you think of pitch competitions. Either way, leave your comment on Twitter at RebelBio 
or if you go searching for Rebel Bio on YouTube, you'll get access to some great videos detailing both what we and our startups that we invest in actually do. And thank you for joining us and watch out for Bioculture future podcasts.